2: Sam and Greg into the seven o'clock hour. So glad you with us on this Sunday morning, wherever you are. Thanks for taking us along with you. You're having to still able to work. Because some folks was have to work. We always talk about our essential workers and uh, law enforcement and people who have to work during this time. We frontline truck yep. drivers. Yep, yep, yep. We're, All y'all, we appreciate y'all. Hey. What you have to do. Yeah. Who that? Da, who that who that? You the, you sound like New Orleans folk. Would you? You from New Orleans? No, yeah, they get some falcon. I don't upset. like
1: this setup that we got going on here. It's like I'm on
2: remote. I'm just saying it
1: right now. I don't like it. I'm not in my usual spot. Stuff view. is busted around here. Nobody called the engineer to tell him it's busted. I'm over here in, in the garage. But and Sam's here, in the, the living room. People are the show.
2: People are hearing. Yeah, well, I can't see you. I can't you see Eric. I can't. I'm looking out. I'm, I'm looking I'm straight
1: look. into these folks' windows here right, behind me. We right. don't look in the windows. Y'all we got the
2: windows open. We don't know what they're doing at seven o'clock in the morning. We're not going to look in the windows. Close their robes. We're not. We're not going to do that. Uh, 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 <laughs> the, the sound you just heard was uh, um, uh, one of the bands that, that are in the voting for the band of the year, which I remind people is coming up. First time we're going to have not a battle of the bands, but a band championship. With a trophy. With a trophy, some hardware you're going to win. Uh, the, night, b- the night before uh, the Celebration Bowl is coming up on December 15th. It's going to be at Mercedes Benz Stadium. And that you just heard uh, was a band from a school that is a special place in my heart, from Miles College in Birmingham. Uh, Alabama. That's where my parents met. Oh, really? So I always say, "No miles, no uh, me." Wouldn't no for, miles, no. That sounds like it, a song. Well, would, it It wasn't for Miles College. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting there looking at you right now. So, how in the, job I, I, the I, show would be there. How about that, folks? Uh, but, they, but the, the rankings. I, I played it because new rankings are coming out this week. And if you want to go to the, find the rankings, there's a page uh, thebandoftheyear dot com slash rankings, and you can can see the rankings. Now, they're, they're in the Division Two bands, mm-hmm. you know, because they're the smaller HBCUs. The larger HBCUs, larger enrollment are the Division Ones. That would be like your Gramblings, your Southerns, your Florida A&M's, your North Carolina A&T's, your Hamptons, your Howards, those folks like that. So in the last rankings that ca- came out, Southern University was one, followed by North Carolina A&T, Bethune, Cookman, Jackson State, and Norfolk State. Florida A&M was six. And some people would think Florida A&M would be up, You know, and and maybe they will climb when the new rankings come out this week for the month of October. So, October 26th, the new band rankings will come out. And in the Division II, you got Langston. A lot of people don't even know where the ham sandwich Langston is, uh, but they're in Oklahoma. A lot of people know there's HBCU in Oklahoma.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Because they really don't come east and play the other HBCUs. What's wrong with them? They just I mean, nothing wrong with them. Well, how come they don't come east and play you, them motherfuckers? Because you ain't because you ain't giving no gas cards to come out. It's a long trip. Oh, that's what so, it so is. Huh? Oklahoma, is that Oklahoma. what they do? You ain't paying okay. the, you ain't paying the gas for them to come. So they play in the game. They play other schools out in the Oklahoma, Texas, and that area. Every right now, every now and then they play another HBCU. But I mean, you got they're kind of like so like the Buffalo Soldiers HBCU, <laughs> Oklahoma. Football. Well, you got you got HBCU and you got Lincoln. You got two Lincolns. Right. You got a Lincoln in Pennsylvania. You got Lincoln in Missouri. Right. You know, so that's that's other HBCUs. Tennessee State somehow found a Lincoln from California to play yesterday, and them dudes are like Eric, them dudes are like Bishop Sycamore, man. Oh, they 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 were they were zero and eight and tiny guys, and Tennessee State was up there. They playing in the Titan Stadium, a seven thousand seat stadium. They had about they probably had about ten thousand folk in the stadium, with a billion folk outside because it was their homecoming. Um, and and Eddie the George is railing about. We only get in that conversation. But but anyway. <laughs> I'm um, such a bad influence on you. You, you are. You, you, you start down rabbit
1: holes and then go, hang you, on, you, bring my, let you me come back up you here. You have me
2: going down a slippery slope and I'm not, I, I, I not, not going to do that. I I'm not going to do, do that. I'm gonna do that. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to run down some scores and then I'm going to get hang to you. Hang on a
1: second. This is why I hate this position. What's wrong? We didn't why? do this top of the hour, man. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm in. A, I'm having a day.
2: Go Go ahead. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in Villa Rica. Wonderful. Villa Rica. Yeah. Which is also in Carroll County. Yeah. One of the Wildcats. Yeah. Wildcats out there. I had to um, say that. Okay. They, they, now you... they, they, they took it on the chance from Creekside. Oh, this, did they really? But, but usually the Wildcats are, uh, Villa Rica Wildcats, usually strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, and we get into that in a minute that they are in Carroll County. Exciting stuff. But let's run down some of these college scores from yesterday because I got to get to this bowl game. There you go. It's in a place that's near and dear to your heart. Okay. It's in trouble. And what do we do with this game? I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat. Nah, I mean, you just wait till I get Yeah, i beat be there in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we talked about Georgia Tech falling to Boston <laughs> College yesterday, 38-23. Homecoming is next uh, for the Jackets next week, and they got the North Carolina Tar Heels coming to town next Saturday. Uh, Georgia State a winner, 20-17 over Louisiana. They hang on uh, for the win. They beat uh, the raging Cajuns, the folks down in Lafayette. They beat them for the first time ever in program history. They are 6-1. They are bowl eligible. They're going bowling somewhere. We don't know where, but they're going bowling someplace um, this season. And, you know, hey, there's still more football to be played. But Gavin Pringle preserved the win with an interception in the end zone in the closing seconds of the game. Uh, Marcus Carroll rushed for over 100 yards again. And Darren Granger threw up for 211 yards and a couple of touchdown passes. Georgia State Panthers play Saturday night in Statesboro, they're going to play them folks downstate, and we're going to make the bird fly away again because we were down there a couple of years ago, and the bird, the bird, and the bird well, flew what,
1: away. What bird are you talking about?
2: Eagle. They're, they, they, are the eagles. They have a live eagle mascot.
1: I know that. I'm just saying,
2: just they. The, 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 he, he didn't want to. He didn't want to watch the game. <laughs>
1: so y'all did something and made yeah. them fly
2: away. No, the the, the the team was Georgia Southern's team was not doing well, mm. and they were in the, they hadn't hired their current coach, so they were like. Kind of like, you know, it dismissed the coach waiting to hire a new coach. And they do, just like Auburn, they, they turn them loose from the, the top of the press right. box and he flies down to the man that's down there with the glove on his hand. He flew down, looked at him, and just flew, just out, kept going. Just flew out of the stadium. <laughs> they had to, go, had to go and find, you know. Uh, but, but they, they now, found him. Funny. They found, they found him and brought funny. Him. It, it, it was quite funny because you said, I'm not watching any more of this, you know. <laughs> But, but well, apparently he's... As
1: the picture is the guy with the glove on his hand running after
2: a bird and <laughs> flat out to the stadium. That's that's the thing <laughs> he, that makes he it brought, up. He brought him back. He he, 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 oh, he, he caught he, him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he ain't going to go far. I mean, you know, it really... There was a dude it. who
1: did that in one of the playoff games or, or some game yesterday. He caught a pigeon. It flew into his ha- The dude caught it. Really? Held it. The camera showed it. Players came up and said, well, and then he released it. Okay. How you catch a pigeon with your bare hands?
2: You got to be good and you know, watch him. He was good. Yeah, really good. So yeah. man, uh, Speaking of Georgia Southern, they were winners yesterday. Their homecoming is this weekend, Thirty-eight twenty-eight over Louisiana Monroe. Mercer is 5-3. and three. They beat Wofford 31-17. The alma mater uh, wins on homecoming hard, in, uh, in Carrollton. So shout out to everyone. Happy homecoming at West Georgia yesterday. Ryan Cameron was down there. Uh, at, at the game yesterday. How is Ryan? He's doing great. You All know, right. he's back down there hanging with a whole lot of people, socializing and having a good time. The game didn't start till six o'clock. I didn't get to make it because I had to be at the Hall of Fame last night. 38 14, the final. West Georgia with the win. Valdosta State and other folks from downstate. They beat Shore to spoil their homecoming. 42 14, final in on that one. Reinhardt continues to win. 44 17 over point. Barry is six and one. They beat Sewanee 61 23. Uh, Morehouse Falls to Fort Valley, 31-3. Edward Waters beats Albany State, the great ball game, but uh, Edward Waters wins it 31-27. Central State, 48, CAU 21. They spoil homecoming for Clark Atlanta. Tuskegee beats Savannah State last night, 21-14, and Maryville, 26, LaGrange, 6. Now, for this bowl game that is that is in trouble and is in search of a place, and Eric, I may ch- chan you in on this as well, we got to find a home for this bowl game. Which one? The Bahamas Bowl. Oh, you ain't lying. What, what happened to it? The Bahamas Bowl, the Thomas Robinson Stadium in Nassau, has been the place where they played this game. And right. Of course, they don't play much football down there, but of course, that's soccer and it's a right. track stadium. Right. And so, um, that's they're doing some renovations, and the renovations are not going to be done by December 16th, which is when that game is supposed to be played. Move it to Freeport. So, they're looking for a place. i do they have a stadium? I would it's the It's, it's a the thing. The, it's it's prob- the it's probably capital the, of the Bahamas. It's probably the biggest stadium they have in the Bahamas. This, this stadium seats about 15,000, 16,000.
1: I don't know what they do. I would imagine the capital of a country would
2: have a football stadium not necessarily. in it. Not, not I mean, not, not, not a bigger one than this one. Well, I'd say it was bigger, but it may be enough to hold a game. I think, I think they end up bringing it stateside. And I, I want to say what would be a good place to play it if they, they don't, don't have a stadium. It. I mean. You can't play in the Bahamas, and we moved some bowl games in the past. You know, during World War II, they were afraid of an attack on the West Coast. The Rose Bowl was played in Durham, North Carolina, at Duke. They played the Rose Bowl at Duke University. I got an idea. You, you can move. You can move. You know, during after Hurricane Katrina, the Sugar Bowl was played here. You know, was played in the Georgia Dome here in Atlanta. So where would you move this this game to? I got I don't it. Know. What, where?
1: You move it down to Montego Bay.
2: Montego
1: Bay. Montego, you got to keep it in the islands. You move it down to Jamaica. That was bad Bahamian. That was Bahamian. That was, I was to do it you. that was very that bad. That was very bad. All right. Well, do
2: Well, well,
1: I'm just saying that would be another one of those perks that people would say, just like going to the going to the Bahamas. So you just jump over Cuba and you go to Jamaica. If You can't do it in Nassau, and you don't think there's one. But you know they got stadiums in Jamaica. They got all kinds of stuff, you can go to Montego Bay. You can go to the Grill. You you want know, to stay out of Kingston. And or you can go Ocho Rios. One of those three cities has, I would imagine, a college type environment stadium, and stadium. a stadium. I don't know how big it is. I don't know. That's the one thing you don't. At for. this
2: date, though, at this date, well, you got to go yeah, somewhere that yeah. that, that would be ready to host. A, first, first of all, to host a football game, you know, they would have the grass and everything. It's, and the hotels too. Yeah. You know that, that's the thing, and so that's the thing. Do you bring it back in the states? Obviously, look like they're going to do that. Do you play it somewhere in South Florida? Not maybe not a major stadium. I was thinking play it here and bring it to Kennesaw State, because the teams that play in this conference, one of them comes from Conference USA, which Kennesaw State is a new member of Conference USA. I'm just saying. Don't oh, make the call, man. See if it'll happen. <laughs> but they're looking for somewhere to move the Bahamas Bowl. You don't like my idea? It's nice. It's nice. I, but 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 I, but. I think it had to be a place to be prepared for the game.
1: Well, I'm not looking, I don't care about that. I'm just want me and you to be to go down there and scout it. <laughs> oh, we can't find that here, but give us
2: another day. Let's we give us another around. day. We're going to find another place <laughs> play to play the we'll play <laughs> They got to get it set by, de- well, I don't know if they're going to keep it on December 16th. They may change the date. Yeah. But the game is usually between Conference USA and the Mid America Conference. And those are the dudes that play on Tuesday night. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> we played at Marley Stadium. <laughs> In Jamaica. In Jamaica. Wow, who's the sponsor going to be? I, don't tell me. Don't tell me. You know that. who it is. You know who it is.
1: Don't tell me who the Along is with Red gonna. Stripe. Oh my goodness. You get Red Stripe. You get a couple other places. Yikes. You get that dispensary <laughs> down the street down on Beach Street. Oh. <laughs> Sam and Greg. But, oh wait, who we got next, man? got next. We, see, we got a beautiful guest coming up next. Please tell folks. what we she's going
2: to talk some football, y'all. And, and she loves football. Passionate. Yes, she does. And everything she cares about it. Uh, Candice Mitchell is going to join us next. You want to stay tuned for our conversation coming up on this Sunday morning. It's Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com.
1: 9, Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. 9, it is Sam and Greg. And like the song says, we are together again. Oh, yeah. But I ain't liking this arrangement because I can't see you. We got busted equipment in this studio. Hopefully it'll be fixed by whoever has to come in here next. But. I have to sit in a different spot, and I can't see my man
2: over here. Yeah, and I'm, we're okay, man. We're, we're okay, but it's it not like this, we it use it a string and tin can or whatnot. You know, we we can see. How it. do you know? Exactly, <laughs> we ought to try that.
1: And 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 I, you know, you got some. Made sure you got some nice read material I, for later on. I got on. some
2: phenomenal material. Phenomenal. Oh my goodness.
1: I, I, uh, I well, oh, we, we'll I talk mean, about should. that later on. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. a guest. Yes, we do. You know how there's people that we have on the show that we say are Renaissance men yeah I would say she is the female equivalent yes. given the given the wealth of things that I'm learning about her um and and a lot of it has to do with you so would you do the honors of bringing on
2: My goodness you don't know where to start. I mean, she joined us for the Scoreboard show Friday night because she she was taking a Friday night off really from, from officiating okay. so she had time to be bothered with me and Chris Parker <laughs> talking about somebody losing a bet. yeah, I know really you know <laughs> she was stuck with us. But she's up this morning, and uh, my goodness, she's done practically everything you can do in the sport of football, um, except for drive the bus, I guess. But 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 you know, she may end up doing that too. Uh, Candace Mitchell, good morning. Welcome to the Weekend Mornings with Sam and Greg on Sports Radio good morning. How you doing?
0: Good morning, fella. Greg, I put your check in the mail. Thank you for all that. Those nice words.
1: Oh, listen, I wasn't <laughs> done because I didn't. I figured Sam had you know he knew you a little bit better, so I had to come up with a really good introduction. You want to hear the one I had for you? Yeah, let's, let's hear this. Okay, born and mm-hmm. raised in southwest Atlanta. I grew up in a family of educators, coaches, and athletic administrators. It was natural for Candace to grow up as an athlete. Very competitive in track, field, basketball. And back in the day, listen, she has got story after story to tell you. So yeah. we welcome her onto the show. We just don't know where to start it, Sam. How was that for an intro? Did you like that one?
0: <laughs> Give that man a raise.
1: Yeah, this ain't your average idiot you're dealing with here. And, and on top of everything else, forget about all of that. What you do have that cuts through all of the other stuff and connects with our audience is you are a football mom. Yes,
0: I am a football mom.
2: Yes, yes. Talk, to talk about that, though, because people talk about, you know, football, and we do talk about safety and, and, and things of that nature. And maybe, you know, maybe there's some moms that are still away from their, their kids wanting to play. You are a mom and, and and speak to that because you you know obviously you 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 know you're very much supportive of your sons, but you taught them to play the game and be safe and to protect themselves. your thoughts about that
0: yeah, absolutely you know I know that a lot of parents out here have a lot of apprehension about getting their kids involved in football, um we hear so much lately in the news about. CTE and the concussions and, you know, all the different injuries that are associated with tackle football. I mean, football in itself is a, it's a violent sport, but there's also that piece that's so important about educating parents and coaches and kids on playing the game safe. You know, so I think that we have a responsibility as um, coaches and administrators to spread the educational piece part, Um, making sure that coaches are certified. You've got coaches going out there teaching, you know, heads up how to tackle, you know, things like that to keep the kids safe. And, um, And then I think that that helps parents make informed decisions about getting their kids involved. And then there are ways about, you know, bringing them in um, through different pathways, um, having them start off with FLAG, you know, the the non-contact piece, and then just building upon that until the kids feel more comfortable, and the parents feel more comfortable to moving them to the next level. And I've seen some kids out there where the helmets are bigger than their bodies, and I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: like bobbleheads at the park. That's kind of the they fun part, though. I always call it the running helmets. They're the helmets running up and down the field, a little something support. underneath it,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. But you know, yeah, you got to get you got to educate parents, you know, um, who, who are a little bit apprehensive about that. Yeah, yeah,
2: spending time with Candice Mitchell, just talking football, just this interesting football life. I, and I don't know where else to, to, I want to go, but let's talk about what you have done. There's an officiating shortage um, for, 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 for all sports, really. Uh, but you, you your love for football led you to put on the stripes. What made you decide right. to do that, the other things you've done in the game?
0: You know, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I've always admired uh, officials, you know, whether it be football or, or any other sport, um, because I think that a lot of times they don't get the credit that they deserve. And so officially taking that step to, to do it myself, I'm, it, it's everything and more. Um, a lot of people don't know the work that goes on behind the scenes, um, the, the, the education that, that goes in there, the coaching, the, the hands-on experience, all the certifications, all the hours, in the classroom and on the field to prepare us to get out there to actually call good games. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. And nobody's out there officiating, um, you know, nine to five. These aren't our full-time jobs um, for most people in this profession. We do it for the love of the game. And that's what got me out there. You know, just the love and respect that I have uh, for officials, you know, was a way to keep me close to it. In hindsight, I'm like, wow, you know, if I had done this early on, you know, I think I would have had a whole new perspective as an athlete on the field. But I used to line up against a a, a young lady, line up with on the same side with a young lady who was an official. And boy, she knew those rules and she used to keep uh, officials accountable (laughs) during the game. Yes, it's been a it's been a great experience for me, though, just keeping me out there close to it.
1: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You talked about the respect you had for people who did that. Um, listen, this is reality, so I ask you, how long did it take? Or are you still working on it? And other women in, in that profession, how long did it take them to get the respect from the men who are doing officiating?
0: Right. Yes. So I think that it's very important to be a part of an association where, you know, the men support you because, you know, that's who you see most of the time. And so they are allies for us. So, you know, they're like they're like big brothers and and father figures for us. And they want to make sure that we know it right. You know, I'm a part of GFOA and I just couldn't be more excited about the group of men that I work with. This is my second season. And I've already been out on the the varsity field. Um, And and a lot of times, it's it's and that's because the shortage, I mean, there is such a serious shortage that anybody that's interested in officiating, you've got a chance to earn your way out on that field. Now, they're not just going to throw you out there and they don't think you're prepared. They're going to make sure that you're prepared, um, and then they'll give you an opportunity to to actually go out there and call a game, and they'll work you in. You know, um, somebody could go down, and and you've got to be ready. And I've been in that situation before, you know, where they may have pulled me off the clock or you know let's say that there's a running clock in fourth quarter and it'll give me an opportunity to get down on the field I called my I, um, I call my first touchdown last year at Marist um, there there was it was a running clock situation and so I worked fourth quarter that was my first time working a, a varsity game and it was exciting but I was prepared they prepared me on um, you know like the middle school games or the JV games getting out there having that work in the classroom and we meet weekly um, in, in my association, and and then I had my mentors uh, that I that I would work with Terry Brown and Kevin Williams. Um, shout out to those guys um, who were extremely um, important, played important roles in in me being prepared to get out on that field. So this is just my second my second season, and so you know if you're interested, you definitely have an opportunity to get get out there because the shortage is just. Man, is 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 really impacting
2: the game. Yeah, they've yep, had a lot of Thursday night games this year. I mean, this past week, a lot of Thursday night games, uh, just so they have enough officials to go around. Folks, we're talking with Candace Mitchell, uh, who's done practically everything in the game of football on the field, coach at uh, Henry County High School, was an assistant coach, had the headset on on Friday night. Renaissance woman. Oh, she's just d- doing it all. But here's the thing, flag football is here for girls. And I know if it was around when she was in high school, you would have been all over this. But thought, thought I would about, have been
0: all over it.
2: <laughs> Thoughts about that and the fact that this week we got some great news about flag football and what is going to be included in something, you know, in the next few years. And maybe some of these young people who are playing now may have a chance to be Olympians.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, this has been an exciting week for flag football uh, with them making the announcement early Monday morning, uh, last Monday morning that flag football was officially going to be in the LA 2028 games. And so, you know, in the world of football itself, people are so excited. You've even been hearing as far up as the NFL about guys being excited and some of them hoping that they can get a shot at it, <laughs> you know? So yeah, we're we're really excited about um, flag football being officially um, a part of the Olympic Games.
1: What do we got? Cricket? We got flag football. We got um baseball slash softball, lacrosse, and squash. Yeah. I ain't squash. never played no squash. You played squash?
2: No. <laughs> I've had some for dinner.
1: <laughs> That's about it. Uh Candace uh, Mitchell joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 the game, 929 Game.com. I was curious about your thoughts on because there's so many other things we want to talk to you about. <laughs> I mean, really, because I was going to ask her about, you know, is she one of these athletes that are unfortunately passed their prime and can't do it, but boy, I wish they were born now watching what's going on in the WNBA. She got she got basketball in oh, her yeah. jeans, right? And I'm just wondering, you know, just the money that is now starting to trickle into that sport. But I want to ask her this. Yes. Take a second and talk about the people who who groomed you coming up the family members the names of those people that we may not that we may know here
2: her little cousin her little cousin this all the family members hurt. That, hurt. that gave you that competitive edge when you her, get on her, the her field her little cousin is coaching over at Douglas Yes.
0: So, so in in my family you know it was like you had no choice but to be exposed to sports and and education and and community service um, to, to Greek organizations because that's what we did in my family. And so um, a lot of the names, you know, a lot of people from Atlanta are familiar uh, with the Pritchett last name. Um, it runs very deep, um, you know, from my grandparents being involved um, in the school programs. Um, and then they had five kids and all of them were athletes uh, and, and not just, I mean, some phenomenal athletes, like pro level type athletes. Well,
1: hey, name them, drop the names. (laughs) (laughs)
0: so we got robert pritchett walter pritchett michael pritchett stanley pritchett augustus pritchett yes and then they all had kids which would be me and my cousins um yes and so i uh, my cousin stanley was in the nfl um you know most of my my my, the pritchett boys that played at clark atlanta basketball coached by their father robert pritchett um you know the the legacy goes on and, and Stanley Pritchett was, um, you know, an, an athletic administrator. He also coached um, basketball and football. These were my, were my mentors. My dad um, was very popular in um, in youth sports, um, still to this day being involved. He's kind of passed the baton to my daughter and then to a few other athletes that I even coached growing up who've taken over that role um, that my dad used to play um, as far as coaching track and field in Atlanta. But these were my mentors uh, yeah. close to me. Even even my brothers and their kids, um, my brothers have coached. Their kids are coaching. My <laughs> nephew is coaching. You know, I mean, this thing run deep, yeah. runs deep, runs deep in, in my family. And they were my mentors uh, growing up. Greg, that's a heck of a conversation around the
2: table at holiday time, right? I'd you, like to have feed to... all them folks. <laughs> yeah, but the big conversation. Big up to
0: Stanley, who got the big win over Carver Friday. Yeah. I heard you had him on later uh, in the evening on Friday. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're really excited about what Stanley is doing over at Douglas.
2: Fantastic. Before we let you go, we got we got to wrap up with you here. But there, there's flag football going on today, right, in town?
0: Yes. Um, the women play flag football in, in Henry County at J.P. Mosley. And today we're going off um into the rounds of uh championship rounds. And it's, it's just really exciting. Um, the eight women's contact is a really powerful game. I talked to you before about the various uh, formats in flag football, but eight women's contact is like a really big deal. That's 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 like the the main event of flag football, you know, but more people are going to get familiar with, with fives because fives non-contact is, is what they're doing in the Olympics. But let me tell you, that eight women's contact is something serious, <laughs> All
2: right, all right. That's coming up today. Candice Mitchell, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Always great catching up with you. you Thank you, Candice. Yeah, I
0: appreciate you guys having me.
2: Yeah, look forward to seeing you out there on Friday
0: nights. Absolutely, guys. You guys take care.
2: Appreciate right. it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Renaissance woman. Man, she's doing it was nice, nice. All right, well, let's stay in the local kind of vein here because last night there was an event that took place. Mr. Crenshaw pulled out the tuxedo, shined his shoes, and we are going to talk about the High School Hall of Fame event that took place and the inductees that were there. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 22nd day of October, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. Limited. On this Sunday morning. A very, very strange Sunday morning in that we're not in our usual spots. Well, I'm not.
2: I'm in my usual spot. Yeah, you're in your usual you spot. You looked over my shoulder looking at what good folks are doing in their windows.
1: I ain't trying to see that. I got no, my eyes just kind of look that way. They yeah, need to close their robes the and point their point windows. They, they. And, and, and that hey. woman's got too many pancakes hey, hey, on her easy, plate.
2: Easy, easy, easy,
1: easy. No, oh, she got too many pancakes. Hey, Sam, did you know mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this date, there was another Sam. On this A day. very same face. On this day. How does this happen? How's it? The dude named Sam Houston was inaugurated. Now, we don't live in a country where we have a monarch, right? Right. We, but yet, you know, we we have a president of the country, yes, not of the states. Right. Sam Houston was elected president of the Republic of Texas Rep- Republic
2: of on Texas. this date. Yeah. 1836. But well, he got a city named after him. got a got city a, named after him. A, got, a, got a couple of colleges named after him. Yeah. yeah
1: and unfortunately, him. I think they're going to be in the World Series again, along with that team from Philadelphia. <laughs> I was really hoping Texas would come back. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Nah. But now I'll be – listen, I, if anybody's got to beat Philadelphia, I want Dusty to do it. Because I don't want Phillies get in there. I want – if Dusty gets – And get then and two there's, rings, there's
2: half of the country that still wants Houston to lose. If I any, know. If any guys from that scandal still remain on the team, they want them to lose. So that's – It's it's like it's like
1: it's like the Pistons and Joe Dumars back in the day. They hated the Bad Boys, but everybody liked Joe Dumars. (laughs) He he got a pass for some reason. Joe got a pass. Mm. Anyway, also um, Mm. today was. I'll give you two dollars if you can tell me where this was. Today was the day of the first car dealership in the world. The first car dealership in the world opened its doors today.
2: Toledo, Ohio.
1: No. Okay. The world being the key part of that sentence. Oh. The first car dealership was in London. The world's first car dealership, it says here, was in London. I'm going to end with this one. I did not know this. You ever heard of a boxer named Jay Gordon Whitehead? No. Jay Gordon Whitehead wasn't a very famous boxer, but he was a boxer nonetheless. He sucker punched Harry Houdini at an event, right? Yeah. Punched Harry Houdini in the stomach. Unbeknownst to the world, Harry Houdini had an issue when he got punched that either started, contributed to, or covered up his appendicitis, and he died nine days later. Yikes. And the punch, according to the coroners, the people who did the autopsy, said that was the reason why. I didn't know how Houdini died. I thought he was in a safe he couldn't get out of. they dropped in a lake.
2: Yeah, he dropped in somewhere and he... he,
1: No, this was it. This is what they said. He got punched in the stomach. From this boxer, Jay Gordon Whitehead. Yeah. And nine days later, it kind of triggered this ongoing condition he already had and didn't tell anybody.
2: Appleton, Wisconsin.
1: There you go. I've been there before. I have, too. Oh, man, there you go. We drink from the same fountain up there in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Listen, All I'm gonna right, let hey. you guys have this. There was a big event last night. I yeah. only wish there was a picture of you in that suit.
2: That yeah, was not. I got I sent you a picture of what I was wearing. Check, 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 you check did? your phone. Check your phone. Okay, let me go sent look. You again. Picture Why are you with, telling with folks what, what happened seen? last night and yeah, what I'm, I missed? You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's that's what that's what we, they they had us had us wear. Oh, look at you. It's a, it's looking it. like you played in North Carolina. Yes, that's that's me and, and Chris Parker. I see We're that both one. Both on the board. Yes. Of the Georgia high school football. Hall of Fame, and we uh, helped to select this second class of 40 inductees. Majority of them were there. Some inducted uh, posthumously, but just a who's who of uh, football. If You want to say pro football or college football?
1: You hung out with Saturday on Saturday.
2: With Saturday on Saturday. <laughs> yes, you he, did. He, he, Explain he, 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 that one. He was there. He was there. Jeff Saturday because played at Shamrock High School. That means the number of people that didn't know he played his high school football. I had football no idea. Here in the metro Atlanta area. Shamrock High School no longer exists. What's um, in that area or close time. to it? It's over by, by, by North to Camp Mall, and they got a Shamrock Shopping Plaza. It's right there. It's right in that community okay. where, 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 where the school was. And so, um, you know, that's the thing. You just get in there. You relive some stories, hear from some people. And so I got a couple of them we talked to uh, here on Friday Night at the High School Scoreboard Show. One of them was Marcus Strouds Brooks County High School. His coach uh, was there last night, you know, Maurice Freeman, who was the coach there when he won the state championship and now is back as the coach there now. Uh, and he was a multiple-sport athlete. Here's what Stroud had to say about playing more than one sport. I'm, I was always a firm believer that one sport helped you be better in the main sport you were trying to do. So uh, I stayed busy all all year round. It was a way to, to stay in shape and stay busy. I played, uh, played basketball. I played baseball. We did track and field. So we just – it always kept you training and kept you moving in. And it also relieves stress on different parts of your body. If I was out there just playing football all year round, I'ma wear myself down. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. So it's great to see him there. You know what's a cool thing about this hall of fame? We found a way to include linemen. Because people can always say you're quarterbacks and, and there there was some there where there you know, Mike Bobo was there, mm-hmm. Quincy Carter was there, guys who have been quarterback, uh, uh uh you know, DJ Shockley, and we also guys who were running backs that were there also, you know, Jamal Lewis is there, you know, so we had some great players, Eddie Lee Ivory, you know, Lucius Sanford. We had some great, 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 great players, players, man. Eddie Lee Ivory. That's just a great football, that's a great sports name. He played for the Packers, played for Georgia Tech, Mm -hmm. Thompson uh, down at the Brickyard. Um, You know, and Ray Goff, we will acknowledge what what a great quarterback he was in high school before coming to University of Georgia. Ernie Green from Columbus. Ernie Green, the fullback that blocked for Jim Brown in the Cleveland Browns. Was there? He, last that was night. Leroy he, Kelly. He, so Leroy Kelly came out. He was running back.
1: Okay. Er,
2: Ernie was a fullback, he was up front, right. in the front front of him. And he's from Spencer High School down in Columbus. Another one we talked to is John Davis um, from a part of the state we don't get a lot of guys to get to the National Football League. John's a big uh, lineman. Uh, played at Georgia Tech, and then um, you know went on to play you know for the Buffalo Bills for many seasons. And he had these thoughts about just being inducted uh, into the high school Hall of Fame.
0: But it's just uh, you know, it's just great memories and for me to be able to represent my community like you know, being honored in this, um, it's wonderful. Uh, it's 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 wonderful. It
2: fantastic to see him, uh, the big fellow. Some of these guys look like they can still get out there and, and 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 play it, man. I mean Jamal you Lewis look good, Rennie Curran there, Ronnie Brown from Cartersville and some of the Cartersville football team came down to show support for him. So they were getting a chance to see the example. Of them but some some who were inducted posthumously, uh, Dan Reeves was, was remembered last night. Uh, Pepper Rogers, uh, who played at Brown High School in the city, uh, was remembered last night. As was Anthony Flanagan, who was one of the most gifted athletes the city has ever produced at Old Southwest uh, uh, High School of Atlanta, uh, the last city of Atlanta school to win a state championship in 1973. He led the way at quarterback for that team, and also was uh, led them to two basketball state championships. So. It was great to great to see those people all remember it last night. Let me ask you a question real yeah.
1: quick here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, The Game 92.9thegame.com. You mentioned some big names there. And this is the second year mm-hmm. of the High School Hall of Fame. And you wonder, I I know because we talk off air, but I'm sure there's people out there wondering why names like the ones you just came up with didn't make it that first year. Was there a cap yeah, on we, last yeah, year? Oh, you yeah, just had we, to we, stop we, with we so many We
2: couldn't be. be we would have been there all night. You <laughs> okay. So, so, so. Uh, you can do that. And there's so many that we know still are not, yeah. not that. That's that's the thing about this state. We talk about the recruiting and draft night, how many names are called during the draft. I think that the 30-31 this past NFL draft um, where they played the high school ball because it's been happening all along. So they're going to be doing this. It's going to be like there's only They're going to do 40 each and every year, but there will be large class sizes. Now Eric had a chance Friday night uh, for the scoreboard show Was at a game where some of these Hall of Famers were? Eric, talk about the people that you got a chance to see. Well, I was in
3: awe when I got to my game on Friday night because there was a tent set up, and I sold you a picture of the tent. It said, welcome, Hall of Famers. And I walk over to the tent, and I just, you know, I'm playing the mayor. How you doing? Nice to meet you. And you mentioned Quincy Carter. Southwest Cab High School, Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, Guy McIntyre. I didn't even know, uh, and uh, shame on me, I didn't know who Guy McIntyre was. Oh, what? what? No, I, what? I did not. Yikes. I did not. You know, the, the the one guy from those 49ers teams that I always think about is um, George Wallace's brother that played. Uh, what
2: was it? Steve. Steve Wallace, Steve Wallace. right. Wallace. You know,
3: I think about uh, not, him. Not
2: him. Now, he's one that we, we, we got to bring in. Yeah. Where did I he has, know he played I think it to Avondale. Okay, High you
3: know, because yeah. I've had a chance to meet George Wallace because George Wallace has done shows at Morehouse. Yeah. You know, so, you know my brother was on that 49ers team. Yeah, yeah, you
2: know. We have a number of guys from this area on the 49ers team. That's really? another guy that went to Brown, Carlton Williamson, we need to get in because he played at Pitt. He was on those teams. And after retiring, he became a vice president of Waffle House. Really? Okay, get it. Okay, you know, uh, that's yeah. why the meetings are held there. <laughs> now we get to the bottom. Hey, you know there what you I go. mean? So, so we, we just talk high school football in the area. But yeah. you had a couple of guys. You got a chance to talk to.
3: Yeah, well, I got to talk to Chance Quincy. Well, I talked to Jamal Lewis briefly, and I talked to um, Charles Grant briefly. But I interviewed both Quincy and Guy McIntyre. And you know, and Guy McIntyre said something about just the athletes in Georgia. I'll play this cut real quick, and because he just he said he they talk about it in the pros all the time. When we go to the pros, we
2: talk about Georgia football. Guys don't like it, but if you look at the high schools and you look at the colleges around, when they get Georgia players on their team, they ascend to higher levels. They ascend yeah. to higher level. It's just some of It's playing in this humidity for what? If you can play in this humidity, you can play anywhere, and you're
3: going
1: to be better. Well, he's got, he's that, got a point. That says something about them <laughs> folks from South Florida then too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And,
3: and, you know, and he said it he didn't say it on air but off air. He said, Yeah, you know, you know, they think they play uh high school football in California. He said those boys don't play no high school. He said the Catholic schools play a few games, but yeah. he said, like, you know, we were at a public school game. We were at Cal versus um well Greater Land Christians a private school, but yeah, he yeah. was like, The public school's here. We play some football. And you know, when I was talking to Quincy Carter, when I got to Georgia in the mid nineties, coming yeah. from Maryland. Yeah. I thought we played a little football, okay? And then I was talking to some guys here, and he was like, man, until you can go compete with a Valdosta or a Southwester Cab, Quincy Carter's Southwest Cab high school team had five future NFL players on it. Yeah. Five future NFL players. Yeah. How many high schools can say throughout their history yeah, they had five? Not yeah. on one undefeated championship team. Yeah, Five future NFLers. I mean, there's a couple of teams – in the these past couple of years, they might have have them, but they had off they had the offensive lineman. They went to Tennessee. Cozy Cozy Coleman,
2: uh-huh. yeah, yep. Quincy, the
3: wide receiver. I forget his name, and they had two defensive guys
2: that all made to the NFL. And I think they had two, on one. Team. I think they had two Olympians on that team too, as well. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty phenomenal. That's football insane. Team. But insane. You talk with Quincy, right?
3: Yeah, I talked to Quincy. He's a really nice guy. I met mm-hmm. his mom. You know, uh, I mean. I'm glad to see, and you've talked about this before. What Quincy had, his and he—he's and first to tell you, I had troubles in my life, but now I—I'm out here, I'm talking to people, yeah. and I don't want the the kids to make the mistakes that I made. Yeah. And he really gave love to. He said playing for Buck Godfrey was the best thing to ever played for him in his yeah. life. And you know, Buck was—is he?
2: Where would you rank Buck Godfrey in the history of Man, Georgia coaches? Hey, Georgia, he's a writer right up there at the top because of the come uh, just the way his teams would compete. and The influence if, if, he had on so many kids. It's So many, but, oh, but the, man. and that's the thing. When we do the scoreboard show and we have somebody on for the school day segment who played against those teams, they talk about what it meant to line up against those Southwestern Cap teams and Coach Godfrey you know, to a man. over oh, talk about the experience. If they were fortunate enough to get a win, oh, my goodness, that, that just made their whole high school time. We beat be a Buck Godfrey <laughs> coach team. <laughs> so that, that, go. that was big. That was yeah. big. But that was great last night. Um, like I said, the the second class of the uh, high school I got some posts uh, pictures. I'm going to post on my social. I shared, shared a few with Greg here a moment ago, and it was just great to see some people back. You know, John Stinchcombe joins his brother, who Matt who went in last year, representing Parkview. Of course, their teammate Jeff Francour, um already in as well. So uh, it was just uh, just wonderful to see. And Bill Hartman's father, Bill Hartman's daddy, was an inductee last night, and he's passed, really? he passed away. He um, was really one of the first football heroes at, at George. He got to play for Washington for a season uh, in the NFL. Uh, but Bill said some very heartfelt things about his dad last night. So it was it was it was great a great night. Time well spent and looking forward to the next class of the Georgia high school And football I like
1: them Coach. you guys got. Hey, man. Those are nice. Y'all look like brand new money. <laughs> I don't the- know why blue. It looked like Carolina blue, but, you yeah. know, they're still nice
2: jackets. That's yeah, very nice. Very, yeah, very, we'll very nice. All out, right. Shout out to I.J. Rosenberg and everybody who pulled it together.
1: Coming up, we are going to talk to a few more ladies in this 8 o'clock hour. Maria yep. Martin, who will just come down here and break down these Falcons. It's the way you want to. And she's got some stuff she's got to get off her chest about the Braves, too. Uh, that season is over with. But up next, Nisha Butler will be joining us. Stick around for this eight o'clock hour as we get things ready. We're the opening act for a full day of football action here. Falcons in Tampa Bay. We got the Wait For Tailgate Show coming up next. But right now, you still got Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
2: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.